Hey, what's up? It's your girl T, Father Longlegs, coming at you from the quarantine quarters of my humble abode.、Um, yes, that's right. It is COVID 19, 2020. What a year.、Um, so, I do want to make a few announcements.、Um, clearly, as you can tell, the podcast is still happening.、Um, that's because I banked some episodes、uh, before this quarantine happened. And、um, yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know that I am complying with CDC. Recommendations, and I believe you guys should all too.、Uh, I don't know where in the world you are, but it is a pandemic, so if everything's good where you are, that's really wonderful. I'm very happy for you. Just know that everything was good where I am, which is Los Angeles,、um, just a few weeks ago. So it, it, I think it's just sort of in all, all of our best interests to、um, just like comply and try to limit movement, try to socially distance. I don't know, all the stuff that you guys see on the news. You don't need to hear me say it, but that, this is my official endorsement for. Being a little whiny little bitch and doing everything by the rules. Because、uh, I just want, you know, all of our grandparents to stay alive. If they are, if they're already dead, I'm sorry. Some of mine are. It happens. That's what happens when you get old.、Um, but you know, you know what I mean. Look, let's just do our part, okay?、Um, that being said, I want to assure you well, first of all, this episode was recorded in New York before the pandemic was announced.、Um, so don't worry, I didn't get on a plane and fly to New York just to make this episode.、Um, and a couple of the episodes coming out in the next few weeks are also pre recorded. That being said,、um, I do plan on continuing doing the podcast depending on how things go. Look, everything's uncertain right now. We don't know what's going to happen. As of now, I have some guests who are down. And I just want to let you guys know we're going to be doing them via、uh, phone call. So、um, you may hear a couple episodes that are. I don't know if the sound will sound different, to be honest. It probably will a little bit, but not that much. But just want to be extremely clear that even though it's just two people, we're taking extreme precaution. And I'm not even meeting up with people in the studio、um, just to minimize that sort of、uh, risk. So, episodes that come out since the pandemic has been announced. Will be recorded、uh, socially distantly. I don't know what the word is. Gosh, we're in a weird era. I am also、um, considering streaming them、um, live if that's something people are interested in. Mostly because I've been thinking about that, anyways, but also because with everyone sitting at home and bored and comedians not able to perform, I do think it's kind of nice to have an outlet.、Um, but curious about your thoughts. So, this is the kind of thing you can put on the Discord if you have thoughts.、Um, You can join the Discord by following the link in the bio at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram.、Um, yeah, there's a little chat room. I'm in there. I put announcements and I ask you guys questions. So I don't know. If you guys want a video stream, let me know. I might do it anyways. If you really don't, also let me know. But I guess if you really don't, you could just not watch it. So, really, just I just like to hear from you guys. Okay, I'm lonely.、Um, speaking of lonely,、uh, so. All of my live shows are canceled. Yep, I'm sure you follow me and I'm sure you know. I'm sure you've assumed, but just in case, this is the first time you're hearing it, I did cancel my tour.、Um, so I'm not going to Asheville, I'm not going to Nashville.、Um, and the others that I was going to go to, I have not announced yet, anyways, but they are also canceled. No live shows, including no LA live shows, until further notice, until the world、um, resumes. I guess when you guys know, I'll know. What's happening next? Because I'm also waiting with bated breath to figure out what's going to happen.、Uh, but in the meantime, just indefinitely postpone. I'll keep you guys posted when we're back up and running.、Uh, that doesn't mean I won't be doing comedy though.、Um, okay, so this is a crazy thing I decided to do. It's not just me, a lot of people have done this. But I、um, am hosting a live quarantine bit show on Thursday, this Thursday. So that's either today、um, 
or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, Thursday, March 19th from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. So that's California time. Just tune in at the um, Instagram profile at Comedy Quarantine. Um, That's Comedy Quarantine. You know how to spell that. Just look it up. It's going to be live streamed. We have a shit ton of comedians who are super talented. They're all people I love so much. And they're going to be doing like short comedic quarantine bits or stand-up or characters, whatever they want. Um, from their quarantine, and we'll be looping them in. Um, I'm hosting that with Babs Gray, very funny comedian in Los Angeles. All of that's happening at Comedy Quarantine on Instagram. So just tune in at 6 p.m. Pacific. It'll go from 6 to 9, so I know that's three hours. You don't have to stay on the whole time. You could even join at 8. I don't know what your schedule is. Or you can stay on the whole time. Um, but that's going to be happening. We're also going to be raising money for a mutual relief fund in Los Angeles by Group, group Game LA. If you want to find out more info, that's all on that profile. Basically, um, direct relief provided for communities that are being hit harder by this quarantine and social distancing. Um, also, final note I want to add about that show. A big part of doing comedy and making a living doing this is live performances. And that's all, obviously... Um, banned right now and a lot of comedians have lost gigs lost income are having trouble with you know rent and that sort of thing i'm not saying everybody look i'm very lucky i have a full-time job as part of my income that is covering my ass at least right now so i'm not this is not to let you know that i'm like in hot water of course we're all a little tight and struggling but this show is also a way to sort of put new comedians in front of you. If you don't happen to know all of these comedians, but you find someone you like, hey, why don't you consider buying their album or their merch or um, just literally sending them money? I don't know. Do whatever you want. I don't know how rich you guys are. But if you um, like someone and you want to tip them, I know tipping's not a thing that happens in comedy, but um, this week it is. So that's also part of that. So all the comedians on that show are working comedians that uh, probably lost a big part of their income because of COVID-19. So um, everybody will have their info up as they perform, and you can tip them and just send them nice messages, too. I think people like that validation as well, since we can't get our hit on stage. All right. This is a long one because there's so much information and so much has happened since I recorded this episode. Um, But speaking of donating, uh, look, you can still sign up for the Confidant newsletter. April 5th is the deadline for the next month's newsletter, paypal.me slash youcantellmeanything. Send $5 or more uh, before the 5th of the month to get on next month's newsletter. Um, I will have a lot to say. It has been a crazy month. Um, Some juicy stuff, too. I think I will get into some stuff that I don't want to talk about right now, but it will be on that private confession. So if you want to get on that letter... Just join the Confidant Newsletter. You guys know what to do. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say, hey, let me know how you're doing in your quarantine, email me at tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. I think I've talked enough. Can you tell I'm going crazy at home? I truly am. So um, my therapist did cancel on me. I mean, rightfully. Her health is important too, but it's just been a wild time for all of us. So I love you guys so much. Um, Truly do let me know how you're doing. If any confidants out there are having a hard time and just want to talk, message me. I love to hear from you. You can message me at Larissa T or at Tell Me Anything Pod. All right, guys. I'm actually really excited for this episode. It was recorded in a time that was very different uh, before COVID-19 hit the um, LA area or the New York area. And my guest is so lovely. And we get into some real juicy, fun stuff that I think you guys 
will really enjoy. I just think she's so honest and open and so fun, and I just loved our conversation so much. Here is Anya Volt. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Hey, confidants, it's your girl, Daddy Longlegs. Nope, Father Longlegs. This is You Can Tell Me Anything. It's the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Um, the comedian I have here with me today is in New York, because that's where I am recording. We're on the road, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, she has a really funny show, two shows called Thirst Trap and Our Time of the Week, one of which I've done. They're both on Instagram. They're monthly, so go follow them to find the next time and line up. Anya Vols, what's Hi. up? Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, I've been uh, starting off with a little tweet of the guests just to show, because it's like, Sometimes we get heavy, so I'm like, hey, here's a little comedy from our guest. So this is the tweet I picked from your Twitter. Since the, quote unquote, wait, no. Since the, quote, girls who can't stop dating men who are bad for them, quote, niche is taken on Twitter, I have decided my thing is going to be to have healthy relationships and just see where that goes. <laughs> I love true. that. It's true. It's um, true. It may be good for content to have a shitty boyfriend, but. No, um, I think that. Wait, how old are you? Are, you're younger than, you're a lot younger than me, I think. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think as I could tell you think I'm gonna be mad at you (laughs) as of this podcast watch your words no no, no. I was just thinking about when this podcast will be released oh is it about to be your birthday yeah um I'll be 24 oh my god get the fuck out of here right now sorry but there is something about the the other people my age in comedy really thinking like oh it's like cute and quirky and funny to have both toxic traits myself and uh be dating a toxic person (laughs) So I like to start every podcast by asking for a good confession with my guests just to have a positive note. Um, so Anya, is there something good you'd like to confess? Um, yeah. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. I don't I don't even have like my rent money ready myself. And it's right now rent is due. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yesterday somebody had like a... a somebody I don't know, but my friend shared, they were like, Oh, I'm like really short in rent and I'm going to be evicted. And I was like, well, I'm short on rent, but I'm not going to be evicted. So I sent them money for their oh rent. Oh my God. That's so nice <laughs> yeah. of you. And wow. that's like that. I would never like tell anybody that nice. if not for you literally prompting me, but I was like, yes. yeah, I do have a humble brag actually. Yes. That's I exactly the point of that. Rent money. I say like the good confession. It's like when you drop a tip in a jar and nobody sees it, but I'm like asking about it. Yes, so, yeah. exactly. Um, that was my, that's really sweet my tip in the jar while their back was turned um but yeah and I like don't know them but I do know the person who shared it so I was like Mm -hmm. this seems legit and I like want to because like my rent can be a week late and I'm not going to be evicted but if Mm -hmm. like it seems like they really need it right now so here's the money that's so nice and also it's like a testament to when people share things like that's like yeah you never know like all you need is one like they just need one person so yeah it works and and, like so many people have done that for me that I like there's been so many times where I like really the, it'll make the biggest difference if I have $30 and like mm-hmm. a friend Venmo's me $30 and I'm like, yeah, you have no idea how much that meant to me. So I wanted to do that for someone else. Aww, yeah. That's really great. Yeah. I try now I've, when I was younger, like it's funny cause you are very young, but when I was like, <laughs> for, I mean, I'm not old, but it's just, I like to joke about it. <laughs> but when I was like much younger, like in college and stuff, I, you know, was very frugal. Like I would literally go out without bringing cash or a credit card I was also annoying that's annoying don't do that <laughs> like if you're gonna go out bring money or don't go out yeah but, um but we were just used to like 
you know, dude's paying for us. Um, but then that was my mentality of like, if you can spend zero dollars, do it. So I didn't donate to Kickstarters and stuff. But then after a while, like now as an adult, when I see things, cause you know, I have a job now. So it's like, yeah, $5 here. It's nothing. So if yeah. I see, not like I'm loaded, but if I see something and someone's trying to make something, I will always read it now and be like, oh, okay. If you know, if I have five bucks to spare, I'll throw it in. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I, I feel like I used to be that bitch that got away with just like, so many handouts so now I'm like you know what I'm gonna support it's fine like totally (laughs) I I think that I don't know I I kind of have um I'm both like very anxious about money and Mm -hmm. constantly feeling like I'm not I'm gonna run out of it or like I don't you know all the like uh very like fear-based mentality around money but then I also kind of like simultaneously see it as something that like comes and goes Mm -hmm. um and like it's like all of our responsibility to kind of look out for each other um, yeah. when, when we can. Um, and I, I get that from my mom. My mom is like the most like to a fault, generous <laughs> person to strangers. She'll like hand $20 bills to homeless people and oh, not wow. even for the, like, you know, like the, I mean, from what I can tell, it's not to feel good about herself. It, she just like literally is like, Oh, well I have $20 right now and this would change <laughs> your entire day. So, yeah. or if not like, week or whatever you know um and she's so and we like struggled with money a little bit Mm -hmm. when I was growing up so seeing her do that made me always kind of feel like even when you're struggling if you have like a roof over your head and like food in your belly you can like help someone else out yeah that's a good way to put it because it's not like the twenty dollars you give to a homeless person isn't the twenty dollars that is going to keep you from like, you're not, that's not what's going to starve you. Like, yeah, unless it is. And then don't give them. Right. But generally it's like, (laughs) it's like you're probably also buying an extra coffee. There's other things like there's a little bit more give. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good way to put it. Well, I think that's a healthy mentality. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Vermont. Okay. Um, and my mom is Dutch, so she's from the Netherlands. Um, do you speak speak Dutch (laughs) I'm like "Uh, I do I do a little bit I I can understand it really well and I can speak it better once I've been in the Netherlands for like two weeks okay um but like usually my first week there is a lot of like embarrassing like not really forming full sentences or Uh um misunderstanding people you know like uh let's go and like let's eat like yeah yeah yeah. and I know how to like order at a restaurant and how to like ask how much something is in a store like those kinds of things but um it's one of those countries that everybody speaks English Mm, so the second they hear your accent they just switch to English and it's like really frustrating if you're trying (laughs) to like learn um, so that's why, but they're trying to practice it. No, yeah, they are. Yeah. But, um, that's why I've never been fluent. Also, my mom just like, didn't speak it to me enough as a mm. kid and I'll never forgive her. <laughs> I feel that way about, I speak Mandarin and then I went to Chinese school, but I don't speak Taiwanese, which is like a dialect that mm. my mom speaks, but I heard it growing up cause she would talk on the phone. Yeah. And I just, so I picked up words here and there, but you know, I never, it was never spoken to me, so I didn't learn how to speak it. Yeah. But I will like know when she's about to get off the phone. Like that's like yeah, the yeah, kid, yeah. when they're like, uh, Anea, okay. Like it's like yeah. the kind of like okay. Oh, the conversation's wrapping up. Yeah. Okay, and then you're like, that's like all the the cues for a kid. Yeah, I can get the <sighs> gist of like even if I don't know the the exact words people are saying. There's something about like I'm so familiar with the language that I can like usually pick up on the gist of like anything going mm. on in that language. Um, but my cousins all speak like fluent English, and I do not speak fluent Dutch, so they <laughs> definitely give me shit for it (laughs) and I'm also like of course you speak fluent English like your parents speak it and you were taught it in school and like I 
there's no reason anybody would speak Dutch outside of like <laughs> being taught it as a child, you uh-huh. know? Like my, it's not like my school was like, okay, Dutch lessons, like that wasn't an option. So I try to try to make it more realistic, the comparison between the two of us when they're giving me shit. I'm like, you took English classes and tests. Like that did not happen for me. Everything is because of my own doing. Well, yeah, because it's not, I mean, America is one like we one of the only countries that is really just like no you don't have to you don't really have to speak another language yeah but if we d- <laughs> if but they we should just are teach us, it's yeah. not gonna be dutch is my point true. <laughs> yes that's true i'm like i speak better french than i do dutch and i don't really <laughs> well no that's not true but i did take i i, I like know it grammatically better mm-hmm. i guess because i did take um french classes but i definitely we oui, oui. no. do not know it better <laughs> than dutch <laughs> anyway that is that is my complicated way of saying no i don't speak dutch uh-huh <laughs> i feel like no i don't speak dutch sounds like some sort of like um, idiom or something i know yeah <laughs> wink <laughs> i don't know what that means yeah. um uh okay i liked oh wait, i like to ask about therapy because this is sort of inspired by therapy loosely mm-hmm. um so what's your relationship with therapy like do you go um what? yeah I mean I have a like very on again off again relationship with therapy but at the mm-hmm. moment I'm extremely on again and I'm going twice a week um with to the same therapist to two different therapists okay nice high five <laughs> I had four therapists this year so <laughs> five if you count my psychiatrist who writes me meds but uh yeah I um <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm going to see a psychiatrist soon too, but um not yet. Um but yeah, I'm doing EMDR with one therapist and then just like talk therapy with another therapist. Gotcha, and yes. like a little bit of um cognitive behavior behavioral therapy with the oh, okay. talk therapist. I'm interested in that. Well, I've heard uh EMDR uh is like a f- more progressed form of CBT. Like yeah. similar effects, but CBT takes longer. Yeah, well, what's, for me, what's, yeah, how do you compare I, the I, two? I feel like they're, I mean, I'm only, I'm super, super new to both of them. But the thing okay. that I like um, about doing both at the same time is that so far EMDR, there's a lot of like visualization I have to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like, uh I have to, I have to be like willing. It's almost like hypnosis. You have to like yes. give permission mm. to your brain to like go to the place that you're trying mm. to, that they're trying to get you to. Um, and I'm obviously like at this therapist because I, in my, don't want to go. <laughs> well, well, yes, yeah. that, but like, because in my head I'm like, yes, I'm willing to do this. But then my, like, you know, I like have a really hard time actually doing yeah. it in practice. Um, and CBT is good because it's like workbook based and like it's, Mm. it's more language based. Yeah. You literally have like a workbook, um, that like, you know, asks you to like list, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's, it, it's more language based. So rather than visualizing, you can just kind of see a question and then answer that question. Okay. And it it helps me get to the point of being able to visualize Hmm. the things that I'm like writing. (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard that. I actually think these um, mics are pretty good and you can't hear. But in case you did, that was we're in a hotel room and we're right next to the linen closet. So, <laughs> so be a lot of noise. They're really slamming that yeah, lin- yeah. linen Someone's door. Someone's upset about her day. But yeah. So anyway, I mean, they're they're definitely very comparable mm. in the things that they're trying to accomplish. But the way they get there is different. And I think they can kind of help each other. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never looked into CBT, but... Uh, in reading about EMDR, it comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we like sort of talked about this offline, but, uh, I do EMDR and I've talked about it on this pod and, um, 
what you said about like going your brain having to or needing to accept going there is interesting because the first time I did it where the first like true uh I don't even know the right vocabulary because you do a lot of like history intake and that's part of it the first time I actually went into the memory and had a session I had like really bad flashbacks that night Mm -hmm. and and then that week was like really rough for me so the second time I went back like a week later I couldn't like I couldn't do it because you have like coping mechanisms and like your brain is like, Hey, last time this. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. Like I went in there and being like, I know it's working. I want to get through it. And then she put the little pulsy things in my hand and um, was like, okay, visualize. And I just was like, I don't really see anything. Like I wasn't working. And she was like, do you think there's a reason your brain doesn't want to go there? And I was like, well, probably because I was like fucking terrified and in the fetal position for three hours. Yeah. Um, But then eventually I got over it. But that's how I knew it worked is like my brain was actually just like, we need a break. Like, yeah, we're going to come back later. But definitely it's uh, yeah, it's wild. The things that our brains Uh do to like survive like you know in the name of protecting us but then it's actually like hurting us and like undoing it is is kind of like um it's kind of like (laughs) you know like there's medicine or or you know how like when people do ayahuasca they Mm. like vomit first before they can like like that's what it feels like is like you're like vomiting (laughs) yeah you're vomiting up the like poison before you can get to the like yeah the like good stuff uh, I've heard the metaphor like kicking up dust too sure, and I think yeah. that makes sense like when you're cleaning you're gonna probably make, make it messier, messier. At yeah. first yeah yeah it's and I'm uh, definitely somebody who doesn't like um, I don't know I don't find a lot of joy in like <laughs> not that everybody does but there's definitely some people who like really like opening up and like mm. you know unpacking things and I'm like <laughs> nope let's just keep that in the box where I put it <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and so this is like it's been difficult but well, it's what been made you want to start this then um I mean I just I realized that like my like pretty cool things are happening with mm-hmm. my career um or just not like I'm blowing up but you know like I'm mm-hmm. seeing the fruits of my labor a little bit more than um when I first started comedy obviously um because <laughs> when you first start Be bad you if just, it went the other way yeah <laughs> It's gotten a lot worse since my first <laughs> open mic. It just gets worse and worse. Um, no, but like it being an actual career and not mm. an aspiration is becoming more real. Mm. And um, I realized that like I didn't want to be one of those people that like gets really successful in my career. And mm. um, it's like my unaddressed trauma uh-huh. that like makes the building tumble down, you know, yeah. like I, like I work so hard building this building and then my like you know, trauma lights it on fire. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good way so to put it. There's so many people that that happens to mm-hmm. and they get just so focused on like, I'm a rock star now. And mm-hmm. then they like become an addict or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. There's something because there's like... It'll come out somehow. And then when you have more resources, money, wealth, whatever power, it's going to be a lot harder to... People will say no to you less. And so... Yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. then And you just have dangerous. way more resources to enable yourself. And, yeah. Um, and so, like, right now, I'm, like, you know, a poor, starving artist. And I'm, like, able to kind of... Poor, generous, starving artist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paying people's rents. No. Not, not always, but <laughs> yesterday I was. Um, I'm, I'm, like, kind of able to keep a lot of my bullshit at bay just because I'm, like... <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm like too poor to do any like I'm like I gotta go to work I have to uh-huh. pay rent and like I just I can kind of see I can see 
how uh if i had the money how <laughs> how like how you'd just be a total dick no no well, no 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 i think i would still be a nice person but i can see how i'd mm-hmm. end up really shooting myself in the foot and like enabling my my gotcha like depression and anxiety yeah. and um my plethora of other things so anyway I, w- I just realized that i i rather like start addressing it now um so that if like my dreams come true i'm not like still plagued by <laughs> mm. the shit that i like put in that box and never opened again you know like yeah um, that's so healthy i mean like it's so mature it's it kind of <laughs> goes back to your tweet even though your tweet was about relationships with other people like i think yeah uh, i mean this is so like la hokey but like <laughs> i think the relationship with yourself is one of the most yeah. important relationships and you do kind of have to think of it as like another person sometimes yeah um and i think what you said about other people applies to yourself like is also very popular to self-deprecate and shit on ourselves it's sometimes funny and i do it too <laughs> but you're actually you're also doing the same thing where you're like oh what if i'm having a healthy relationship with myself and like yeah allowing myself it's to prosper so funny that you say that because one of my biggest breakthroughs that i've had since i've like started making my mental health more of a priority um which i actually got th- this breakthrough at like a hippie like um, Reiki group <laughs> hypnosis thing at my yoga studio, which, Hey, cool. That's something that not just people who live in LA can say. <laughs> all right. Um, it's also some hokey Brooklyn shit, but <laughs> I do, I like enjoy those things, especially at my yoga studio. It's like a pretty like self-aware and like pragmatic, mm-hmm. like it's not, there's no Kool-Aid being passed. Uh-huh. It feels, um, so it's just like kind of a fun thing to do. But there was a group hypnosis where they they like had us like meet ourselves in a mirror Ooh, and like I the mirror <laughs> turned into like a doorway and like our like, you know, yourself steps through and is now like hanging out with you in like ah. in this scene that they made. And it, it was, you know, I don't think I actually was hypnotized because I kept having to like force myself to like uh-huh. like okay what was the scene again where are we but I was able to kind of take away from the exercise um a pretty profound breakthrough of like thinking of myself as like just a person in the world and like how I would how I would feel about me if I met me just mm, yeah out on the streets Interesting. <laughs> um and I was like oh I like her she's cool that's great. And it was like a really interesting moment of like how hard and this is such a cliche. Everyone says this, but I'm like so much harder on myself than I am mm-hmm. like anybody else. And I am yeah. just I am just anybody else. You know, yeah. like I'm not it's like I'm not special <laughs> <laughs> not to say it like um, in a. No, I know what you mean, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you hold yourself to these high standards because you feel like you have to because you're the only but then it's like you're in the world and you're allowed to just like live yeah and and like I I just I ended up carrying with me since that um like a real profound sense of like empathy for myself and a really profound sense of like true self-love and not like um the the like self-love that I feel like social media kind of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) promotes, mm -hmm. which is like still healthy. I think it is good to like, you know, be like, I like my body, but that's not, yeah, you know, like the, 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 it seems very superficial the way we talk about self-love usually. And I like actually see myself as like a family member who can like kind of do no wrong, but I'll still hold accountable if I do Mm -hmm. do something wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, I love you no matter what, but we still want you to be the best version of what you can be. And I like, that is like not how I was treating myself (laughs) at all before that. 
Um, and I think therapy helped me get to the point of being able to do that. So I'm not going to be like, huh. Reiki got me there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just happened to happen in that space. But um, it's kind of like, uh, do you ever do self-parenting or have you worked with that at all? I, I have. I've read about it, but I've never... Um, done anything with it i've done a bit of it like my therapist told me about it but yeah i mean you it's it's exactly what it sounds like it's just kind of like giving yourself that like parental love that if you didn't have it or even if you did as an adult if they're not around it's just like being like a nurturing person to yourself yeah but it's sort of like that because i think the parental love should be unconditional and you know it might not be the case for everyone's reality but i think you can always give that to yourself so if you find yourself being hard on yourself i think it's good to be like okay i'm gonna love myself unconditionally doesn't mean i don't want the best you know like you want the best for your children you want them to live in the world and be successful but you can also know when to back off and be like you know what my kid's hurting like or I'm hurting right now yeah and maybe it's not the time to push maybe it's the time to yeah. just be healing you know yeah a good example is I have pretty major depressive episodes where I like kind of just like cannot get out of bed for a couple of days mm-hmm. or you know I can literally get mm-hmm. out of bed but the, the mind state of not getting out of bed um and I used to be really hard on myself and think of myself as like a fuck up and a failure for mm. for living like that um when, when I would get to those um points and now when it happens it's only happened one time since then but I I noticed that the way I looked at it instead of being like oh my god you idiot you mm. lazy dumbass like you know <laughs> the, like my, my self-talk was really different And instead, I was kind of thinking of it as like, if this is what you need right now, if you Mm. need to rest, then like you should absolutely do that. Um, But I think you feel worse when you do this. Oh, that's so, yeah. What a a nice way to put it. And like, like like maybe like go for a walk or like Uh maybe like see what your friends are doing tonight. And like, um, like you don't have to be productive today. You don't have to like Uh get anything done um, if, but like. I don't think laying around is going to make you feel better. So like, what are some, what are the things, you know, make you feel better? And like, that's Sounds never like how I, mom, I know, just yeah. like, what and do you need, honey? Like yeah. you can lie in bed as long as you like, but like, I just don't think know, it's, yeah, whatever you want. Can I get you any soup? And to be honest, that is kind of what my mom is like. Um, so it is, it's kind of, it's interesting that like, mm. I literally did have a mom like that and it still took me this long to talk to myself that way. But Hey, you know what? <laughs> well, it's Life hard is hard. Well, society, I mean, I have been like society has a blanket statement, but I do think, especially living in New York, we do place value on like being hard on ourselves and put tough love, but sometimes it can be toxic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something you said made me think, like I hadn't thought about this way, but you said something about uh, maybe, oh, I don't remember the exact words, but before you said the right way, like the idea of like, just instead of being like, oh, you fucking dig. You're yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Cause if you were with someone like that in a relationship, if someone treated you like that, you would probably be like, mm, I don't want to be with this person. Like, yeah. They're calling me a loser for being sad. Like I'm going to leave. Yeah. So why would you be in a relationship with yourself? Oh my gosh. Like that, right? Like <laughs> get the fuck we're, out of we're, there. We're breaking ground here. <laughs> yeah. Get no, the fuck out of there. Find a better partner. It's so true. It's so, I mean, it is such a cliche. Like as soon as you start um, making like real progress with your yeah. um, mental health and your emotional health, it's uh it's so funny how many cliches are true and uh-huh, you're like god I people know. have been saying this to me for like years and I keep like rolling my eyes at it and then like but when I realize it it's genius yeah. well you do have to kind of like I do feel like I l- learned it the hard way and I don't know that I would have any other way so I don't 
I don't like think of myself as better than someone who doesn't know that or whatever. Cause I think I, no, totally. I have a lot of empathy for how I used to think too. Yeah, me you too. Know? I mean, I think, I think my past self, um, I like look at it. Like there's a bunch of us like hanging out <laughs> and there's like my past self, my current self and my like potential self and you know, my Aww. like higher self or whatever. Wow. But I think of it as like, we're all cool and mm-hmm. we all like are friends and we love each other. And like, um, my past self and like my my higher self are like the friends that are trying to constantly give me advice and like my current self advice interesting you know so like my past self is going to be like don't do that (laughs) you only you know like the world is scary and like Uh people are going to hurt you you know like the it's it's uh she's scared and she wants me to be scared um and my higher self like knows my potential and like loves me but also knows that I'm still scared Hmm. and so like I don't know like I I see it as like um I'm not I don't love either of them more and I I don't relate to either of them more but they're both like part of me and they're both um they're like you know it's just like who I am and it's fine I love that yeah that's so cool I mean yeah that's like a I've never, I've never included the few, I guess that's the next iteration I haven't gotten to, but I've never included <laughs> my future self as a part of this conversation. Yeah. But now I'm going to, I mean, that's really cool. Well, I think of it <laughs> as like, I kind of have little conversations with my past self where I'm like, Oh yeah. Hang I in there. The you're, you're doing great. Like I love you uh-huh. and like whatever. But I, so I think of my future self as thinking that way of me now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like I know uh-huh. I'm going to look back on me right now and be like, Oh, like, all the things you didn't know yet, but you were doing your best. Aww, <laughs> and so wow. I try to like incorporate that into my current self talk rather than just give myself empathy in yeah. retrospect. That's so mature. Um, sometimes I will act out on per- like, like, you know how children act out cause they want to, yeah. like I will allow myself to do that, but I'll also take the other side. Like sometimes like I'll just find myself being like really upset about something I know I shouldn't be. And if I'm alone, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I like hate that person. And then I'll be like, <laughs> okay, well, why do you, what, what is, <laughs> yeah. what's really going on? Yeah. And I'll like, ha- and it sounds crazy, but it does make me feel better. Cause then I don't live in that hate, which I know is just resenting myself, you know, whatever it is, if it's jealousy or something, I'll talk back to myself like, okay, but it really seems like you're way too upset about someone getting this thing. Like, do you think, do you think that it's maybe ma- forcing you to look at something you weren't spending time on? And yeah. Like, no. And I like yeah. let myself be like, no, oh, you're so <laughs> annoying. And then I like talk to myself for like a few minutes until I get to a point where like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, like when you calm down and you're ready to like do something about it, like maybe work harder or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. And then I, it calms me down. It sounds so crazy, but it helps me get through like any negative emotions. Cause I don't yeah. think the solution is to not feel no, them. you have to feel them yeah but you i let myself throw your little hissy fit mm-hmm. but like hopefully just not not at, in front of people yeah exactly yeah, so i do it to myself so <laughs> yeah. i don't have to like blow up at a friend or something i yeah. just let myself like have a tantrum at myself and then i'm like it's, we got it it's out. also good to have a person <laughs> or person or two in your life other than a therapist that um, you can kind of have hissy fits in mm. front of, not at, but like, you know, they'll yeah. witness your, your frustration <laughs> and be there for you. Um, because as helpful as it is sometimes to do that with a therapist, um, I think it's also really nice and important to like have people in your life that like, you know, they might even know that you're in the wrong, yeah. but they'll like, just let you kind of like, just feel in front of them. <laughs> and as long as you're not like being mean to them, um, like I have a, I have, my mom is like that. And my best friend is like that where I can just kind of like, just like scream about something for a uh-huh. minute and then like 
now I have a person to kind of be like, whoo, that was wild. Anyway, I feel better now and I'm sorry. Um, So yeah, it's good to have that with yourself. But I also think um, there's no, like if there's people that you feel safe with, there's no shame in also doing it with somebody. What is safe? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, that is well said. (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, having people to talk to. Okay, here we go. Anya, is there anything you would like to tell me? Yes, I've been dying to tell you, Teresa. Oh my God, I can't wait. Um, That... Uh, I sell my nudes to my reply guys. Define reply guys first for our listeners who I think most people know what it is, but there's different versions. There's of different them. versions. Yeah. I don't like there's so, I mean, there's so many, it's obviously way more complicated than the one sentence I just said, but sure. um, that no, was but just I, to I like real it. people in. It's the hook. It. Yes. Um, but basically like um, a few years ago, I started kind of just dabbling in um, the exchange of money mm-hmm. for sexual things. I've never officially, I mean, I guess selling your nudes is sex work, um, but I'm not like as politically involved in mm-hmm. like, you know, sex worker rights and stuff for me to okay. be like, I myself am a sex worker. Cause I'm, it's so, I so dabble in it that uh-huh. it's like not, <laughs> Um, it's not, I don't like an open micer for, yeah, exactly. I am an open micer for sex work for sure. But, um, there's like, this this is all internet based. No. So there's this person I know in real life who we, um, had sex, you know, the traditional, um, you know, (laughs) non-transactional way. Okay. Um, a few times, and I think by that point, I, mean, I like the like, oldest form of sex was. Transactional. I know. I literally, when I said traditional, I was like, I bet that's not even correct. I think well, traditional I don't know. is. I don't know that it's not like, it's not that it's like insensitive, incorrect. But I, when you said that, I was like, I feel like back in the days, there was so much shame around sex that it probably started as like, well, you have to exchange. Yeah. It's giving like, like her dad a cow yes, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that's like the most, you know, like. <laughs> stereotypical thing I uh, could grasp at, but like dowry is a yes, thing. Yes, totally. Um, but anyway, uh, I, you know, I, I can't remember the exact like chain of events, but at some point I like sold my underwear to somebody who asked mm. and it, that felt very like safe because it's like, they asked to buy it or yeah, you, they were, oh, yeah, they were like, Oh, like if I, and there was somebody that like, I felt like it was not creepy. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was like, sure. 20 bucks. They're and like, I just want to wear it. Oh, yeah. Like whatever. But you're like, yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, there's a whole, I've heard that there's like a website that yes. connects people to strangers. Yes. Yeah. And I, I briefly thought about doing briefly. that. <laughs> Punny. Okay. <laughs> um, but I didn't really ever like, I don't know. There's so, so many jumps you have to, or hoops you have to jump through because, you know, you have to like send it from a post office, but make sure it's a post office that's not near your house. And oh, yeah. like, and then you have to like take a picture in it. Cause it's a stranger. You to have to take a picture in it. it. And then you also have to make sure that they can pay you in an anonymous way. And all the mm. anonymous transact, like all the, like until this is before cash app. And before that, like everything has your real name in it uh-huh. or like, or they'll shut it down if they find out it's for sex work related. Gotcha. Th- you know, there's just, it's like, and it just ended up being like, okay, this is a lot of work to put into like mm. sending strangers my underwear. Um, uh-huh. It's like an entirely different hustle. Um, and I'm like already hustling in this other thing. So I, I never really... You need an IT person involved. Yeah, <laughs> truly. I'm like, I have so I have other industries I'm trying to break into right now um, <laughs> that need my attention more. Um, but I like started to... I, I know some people who sugar baby. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about it. And I even... I talked to a few friends who have done it or know people who have done it. And I like, 
even like had a game plan. I was like, oh, this is Uh what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have like, I'm going to meet these people here and have like my like two guy friends that they don't know are there like in the bar with us (laughs) that I'll give a percentage of, you know, like I like figured out how it would be safe and like Mm -hmm. all that. And then I ended up not really doing it. But at the exact same time, that person that I mentioned earlier that I had sex with a couple times, he mentioned that it like turned him on Uh to like, like, uh, take care of me and to support gotcha. me financially. And I was like, that's so interesting that you say that yeah, the universe provides truly. So, um, <laughs> it, it was like, it was an interesting, um, dynamic. We haven't, it, it's not like it's over now, but we just don't, we don't hang out that often. But when we do hang out, he'll like give me money and we'll like have sex as we normally did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I don't know how to define that because mm. it par- it, part of me is like we were having sex for free anyway and mm-hmm. it w- turned him on to give me money. So this is just so an exploration like kink. of kink. Yeah. But I am like paying rent with it, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> can I ask if he was a lot older? Yeah, he okay. is. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was interesting too because it, it changed how we had sex and uh-huh. it, it made me realize that I think you started clocking hours. No, (laughs) no. I mean, I still enjoyed it. Like there's a reason I was hooking up with this person in the first place, (laughs) but he was all of a sudden way more open to Mm. asking for things that he wanted. Oh, interesting. I think because he, you know, like he, it was like an exchange of money for like uh, emotional intimacy almost. Um, It's like he, he would ask me to do things that normally people don't really do until they're like in relationships. Mm, Okay. Um, is all, mostly all sexual or was it a mix of like no it's like like <laughs> sexual and emotional okay like he wanted it's like he was paying for the like girlfriend experience almost gotcha okay that's so interesting it yeah. was and I like I know him socially too like we're like yeah. friends that's why we started hooking up um and it's like part of me feels very honored that he like trusts me with like yeah. these like kinds of podcast and talk about no I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah I mean literally no one would know who <laughs> no, this I know. is no, um, we don't have crossover <laughs> but uh but it, it was it was just an interesting like and I I found myself like kind of excited by it too because mm-hmm. these are things that I would not feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing with somebody that I'm hooking up with casually but with the money we both know that it's not real but mm. we can like pretend it's real for this experience it's like a buffer what makes it real though I mean I know I know what you mean but I'm just yeah. curious like what in your mind was that like line like why was it not real if you were having both of you are having positive feelings about the experience because because we are not in love okay and that's for sure so were you saying that's I love fact. you but not yeah we would okay. say I love okay. you and we would um just be like you know like cozy mm-hmm. and like in this way that like is absolutely not acceptable with mm, somebody that okay. you don't have that with unless mm. there is parameters around it. And with uh-huh. the introduction of money, we also have like conversations about it. It's not like here's a check and now let's just like have mm-hmm. like extremely vulnerable <laughs> sex <laughs> like that. Like there's <laughs> zero to 16. <laughs> but that like, is here's what, a script. It's like memorize the, the, it. Yeah, this is, exactly. Give me it's, some notes and then the, we'll the enact money it. Is what like made it um, safe. It's what it's what opened the door gotcha. to like uh it being on the table to even like okay explore this option 
Like if we were just hooking up and he's like, hey, my thing is I like to make eye contact and say I love you. I would be like. And you know, okay, and I know people even, can't see the face you made, but <laughs> it was so funny. You just like kind of were like, yeah, like that's yeah, how I describe like, the face. It's, it's just like, I don't, uh, <laughs> it's not that that's not chill. But if you, if you don't, if you're like hooking up casually, that's a hard pill to swallow to mm. like believe the other person that they're not going to end up being like clingy and weird about it or something. Yeah. Like it's hard to, it's hard to, and not, that's not to say that it, it would have been impossible without the money, but it didn't even come up until the money was introduced to the situation. Mm-hmm. So I think like by taking care of me, like, and me being like his, like, you know, like it's like I'm filling the role of like, um, like earlier we off mic we said the flower and garden thing, oh, oh, like yes. somebody like tending to you and you being tended to. Yeah, yes. I don't know if I've said it on this pod, but um, brief summary, like in a relationship, someone else told me this, so I don't want to take credit for it, but that. She said everyone in a relationship is a flower or a gardener. Again, I don't necessarily think this is true for everyone, but specifically for creative people, I think it's an interesting analogy because a lot of women are expected to be gardeners, but creative women tend to be flowers, and then they date other flowers. Uh, especially straight women date a lot of men who are flowers or want to <laughs> be flowers, and then it doesn't work because nobody's gardening. Nobody's so that's tending the, that's the metaphor. to the yeah. flower. So there was, it was almost like an exchange of like he's tending to this flower by like, making me not worry about money mm, and yeah. I'm tending to his flower by like, <laughs> to, by like, you know, like giving him something that he usually can't get out of yeah. casual sex. It sounds like you guys set boundaries. Yeah. And yeah. So that and I think that's totally yeah. possible without money, yeah, just yeah. to be clear. But for me, I think for both of us, it was really helpful. That No, like, yeah, it, but it seemed like that's what worked for, yeah. yeah. And it, that's why I didn't feel like, yeah, I think there's, uh, people do get uncomfortable around like money for sex, but I think that's because, you know, we have, a lot of people have their own hangups about sex and mm-hmm. what it should be and what it needs to be and what you are allowed to ask for and whatever. So I think uh, then if you're not in, if you're not progressed in your own um, relationship with sex, then how can you be with adding another element to it right right? like money so i think uh it's like anything else it's like if you're healthy about what you want then i think it totally works yeah yeah, but tends to scare people because sex itself scares people yeah and And money scares people people people. and and sex work scares people um for like plenty of sexist reasons Mm -hmm. um and just like you know one like i said before i don't claim to be a spokesperson for Uh sex work but like i think um the reason that I've kind of always been like pretty chill about it and open to it is because I personally don't have never seen any shame in it and Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be any shame in it. But I think also um, our relationship with sex as a whole in our society is so backwards that I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm not afraid of like uh, what people will think about like this Mm -hmm. element of it because people already think yeah. Horrible things about women having sex anyway. True. Yeah. Even free sex. You get <laughs> yeah. shamed all the time for yeah. that. So, so yeah. and, and I've always been a pretty openly sexual person. And I think that's, there's something about me. Like, I don't know what it is, but since I was like 18, <laughs> thankfully, since I was 18, if it happened before <laughs> that, um, we'd have a problem, but I've, there's something like people are constantly approaching me for, um, like threesomes mm. or like pegging or like, you know, <laughs> things that people want to try. And they're like, uh-huh. Ooh, Anya might be open to it or like would help us. 
figure out how to do it. There's just something like a shaman for sex. Yeah. And I don't, I don't at all claim to be, um, a like particularly experienced or evolved person sexually, but I think there is just something about me that's like sexual that, Mm -hmm. um, and also the fact that I'm not at all shy about Mm -hmm. it or ashamed of it, that I think people feel very safe with me. Um, and so this guy that like paid Mm -hmm. me, um, I like I'm the first person he did that with also mm. and it's like always been something he wanted to try oh, interesting. there's just like there's this is this thing about me where I'm just like uh a lot of people are are always like um they feel safe to like ask me to do stuff like yeah. that um I wonder um would would it have felt different if you he had never you guys had never had sex even if you were attracted to him like did it change that you had already had like sort of a sexual relationship on your own accord before I don't know money was involved? I mean I think I don't think it would have been that different just because he's somebody that I like know pretty well mm-hmm. and like trust his intentions that's so important yeah the take, trust I think that's yeah the, yeah I did I guess because I'm trying to think how I would feel and I think it's not the transaction that I would necessarily be uncomfortable with but something about that if a friend who I didn't necessarily have sexual feelings for suddenly asked that I would I think I would feel a little bit uh, a violation of boundaries definitely but, but I don't know why and I think maybe it's a trust maybe it's uh maybe it's respect maybe I would have to know that they saw me as like I would have to have concrete proof that they saw me as more than just a sexual object that yes. they were just fantasizing about but uh, there's, before there's I like gave into weirdly that. like <laughs> because I was already looking into like being a sugar baby and like mm-hmm. um was already kind of like getting well versed in that world I I did think about if he had asked me without us having any sexual relationship and I realized I'd probably still do it because um it's the thing that I was already trying to do with somebody right. and it, he was like offering to take out the middle step of <laughs> getting to know somebody first and seeing if they're like a safe person or not. Uh-huh. Like I already knew him and already knew he was like a safe yeah. person. You manifested that. Yeah. And what's weird is like he definitely was not like I, I was like looking to like sugar baby for like a like, you know, a millionaire who would just like pay my <laughs> rent. And because he's a friend yeah. and not necessarily in that financial position, the family discount it's not, yeah, <laughs> it's not like we're, we have like a actual sugar baby arrangement. Uh-huh. He's not really putting a huge dent into any of my, gotcha. my, um, financial status. So if anything, it kind of felt the way it feels when somebody would approach me about any of the other things mm. where it's like, this is a thing that I'm interested in. And you're like somebody I feel safe asking. Um, and you know, there's disrespectful ways to ask that, but, um, in general, people, even if it's not something I want to do, I don't mm-hmm. usually, I'm not usually offended when somebody has like a kink that they mm-hmm. are wondering if I would be interested in partaking <laughs> in. And that's what this felt like. That's interesting because the way you described it just now, it felt like something you both, like you said, we, like you do it together. Yeah. You're both trying. And I think that's important because th- like, I I don't know this person, obviously, but it, I know you and you're very respectful and it seems like it's something where you both would go into trusting each other and respecting each other. Yeah. So it feels more like we're going to try this and see what it is. And that actually is a great segue into how I started selling nudes to like random people on the internet. (laughs) So the reply guys um, are basically just like, and this is, I have plenty of reply guys that are women too, Mm because I'm a queer person and have uh, queer people that also are up in my DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people who you don't know, but don't like, know, but they clearly engage. they're trying to like get your attention. They engage with your content a lot. Like, 
I think Reply Guy is um, just a, a touch above like a fan, basically. Yeah. They're like a fan who you now like kind of have some kind of relationship with because uh-huh. like they reply enough that like <laughs> this is just a, a name I recognize. Sometimes I engage with it even like, yeah. you know, there's I, I, different yeah, people. I'll different. give it a fave. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's shitty reply guys and there's good reply guys. Um, <laughs> in general, the shitty ones I wouldn't even consider. Like, I think reply guy got a bad rap. I think the <laughs> shitty ones are like people who are harassing you. Yes. And I think reply guys in general, or at least the way that it's kind of evolved <laughs> is like they're the people who just like maybe they're a little bit annoying but they're like mostly positively engaging with your stuff yeah and like or they like want to like add on a you know a second punchline or whatever or yeah. reiterate what you just said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and i don't necessarily like i kind of like my reply guys not all of them some of them are very annoying but most <laughs> of them are like oh this is just somebody who like likes the things i'm posting yeah we yeah we tend to go negative kind of going back to the thing we talked about earlier but like yeah they're part of the ecosystem of comedians yes like, no audience no no engagement no yeah. comedy and my reply guys come out to my shows when i'm yeah. in the same city as That's them great. like if, if anybody's gonna come out when i post about a date that i'm like in portland or whatever like the people who end up coming out that follow me like at least ones that tell me about uh-huh. it maybe that's the difference oh, maybe true. they don't approach me afterwards uh-huh. <laughs> the people who aren't also my reply guys and then my reply guys reply guy in real life and they're like hey it's me from hey, the internet uh, well, they're just jumping into your set <laughs> hello i'm gonna tag your joke yeah uh-huh. yeah um so but, what okay so how did how did the uh uh nude part come about yeah so i mean i'm just somebody who's out here taking nudes anyway mm-hmm. and the internet is not very friendly to um naked women so mm. It's not, not that I'm like, I wish I could post oh, them on Instagram. In general, but, you know. Yeah. Yes. But like specifically our nudity is much more, mm-hmm. um, first of all, I think wrongly defined. I don't really think boobs should count as nudity. Right. Um, in the traditional sense of like inappropriate. Uh huh. Um, that's just my own. Like, I'm just so mad that men can have no shirt and yeah. People with, or yeah, people with pecs can have no shirt, and people with breasts cannot, because that extends to trans men as well. Um, it's like the breast tissue is like yeah. what defines if it's okay or not, and that drives me crazy. Um, but anyway, so I've always kind of felt like um, comfortable with mm-hmm. with nudes and nudity, and um, there's people who are <coughs> sexually responding to the things that I post sometimes my non nudes mm-hmm. um like my you know people replying like to my your stories diploma, or, your high school diploma no yeah <laughs> um Sexy. and it, it occurred to me one day that um well actually no it didn't occur to me one of my reply guys offered me money and okay. and he was somebody who I already had like kind of an ongoing like he would reply to my story and I'd reply to his reply and then we'd you know <laughs> uh-huh. he'd reply one more time and I wouldn't reply to that and we'd uh-huh. <laughs> cycle that repeat like for <laughs> for eternity and so he was already somebody that I was like oh he's friendly and he like mm-hmm. seems to genuinely see me as a full person like he mm-hmm. responds in equal part to my jokes and my like pretty photos you know like uh-huh. he was like this is somebody who like likes me and is um not creepy in my Uh opinion um and then like he his instagram implied that he's like a single dad and (laughs) like lives in you know the uh, the other side of the country and um there's just a lot of it just felt very like good intentioned and safe so when he like was like hey and he was very respectful with how he asked but he was like you're so beautiful and like 
I would love to like compensate you if you'd be interested in like sending me this photo without the editing. And it was a photo of me that was shirtless Uh where I put like go vote over my boobs Uh basically. Um, and so, and so I was like, I already posted this photo onto the internet and it just doesn't have my nipples in it. Uh Um, so if he like leaked it, I would feel fine about that. Um, not like, you know, I would still feel like that's a violation because I didn't personally post it, but it felt very low stakes. You're assessing the risk. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario. He posts this somewhere and everyone's like, Uh yeah, we basically saw this photo already. Uh (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, like, so I was like, sure. And so he like sent me money and I sent him that photo and then like kind of similar to the other situation we just like began a relationship where Mm. um he would ask for a photo uh and I would like take it for him and he Mm -hmm. would like send me money for that and it was it felt very similar to the my friend who I I was having sex with um but without any physical touch Mm -hmm. so it felt almost even more like less it was like not that having sex with that guy was violating, but there was less chance of it feeling violating mm-hmm. because it's like, you're not even touching me. Mm-hmm. And these are photos that I'm, I would probably take for fun anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was like what opened my interest to like to doing it in general. Um, and so now I have, I have like maybe like four or five guys and one like woman actually no, <laughs> what no when you say five guys i just saw the burger yeah. <laughs> who i have like on and off um like of varying degrees a relationship where I, they like send me money and i send them nudes will you ever send the same photo to more than one person yeah for do sure. they know that some of them do okay. um yeah the ones who i do that to <laughs> know gotcha. that yeah uh-huh. and then some of them there's this one guy who basically like pays me to sext with him mm, he, gotcha. he pays me for photos i send to him and for photos that he sends to me he pays oh, me for okay. both well that's someone who understands consent because yeah like, can i send you yes yeah. yeah 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 and that's the thing i don't do this with anyone who doesn't immediately in the conversation uh-huh. like show that they know the dynamics of like being respectful mm-hmm. and asking for permission for like every step of the process yeah and paying me for every step of the process like some of them like for me to like also send like a sexy caption or whatever uh-huh. but they need to pay me for that too Yes. And they need to know that up front. Le- yeah. Okay. That's great. Cause it's like, you, you really like know, like you're, it's like something, even though it's new, like you're already like, I know that there's value in all these things cause you want it. Yeah. Like whether or not like, you know, you might be captioning an Instagram post for free, but that's not yeah. the point because this person now wants a private one. So it's yes. like, there's and obviously value there. <laughs> with the guy who sends me photos back, it's interesting cause he is really fucking hot uh-huh. he's like really hot is that um, part of it like he wants someone to be like you're so hot yeah but like it's like so he he wanted he, part of what he wants is just to um for me to like be honest with him about how mm. i feel about the photos he's sending me so he's oh, open okay. to it being me being grossed out by it or turned on by it and either oh, way he just likes knowing that i saw it he's like running his set yeah naked pictures with you yes literally and it's so funny because i thought like i was at first very uncomfortable with the idea of being insulting to him before i saw what he looked like Uh and this was like he's like so this is what i'm interested in would you do it so i was like i'll do it but then i like and on the inside i was like i'm nervous what if he's like fucking like i'm not into him (laughs) at all and i have to like say that like that Uh felt really like i'm not uh like a dominate dominating person in my uh in my like sexuality really. So I, I have a hard time being like, 
you're a fucking scummy piece of yeah. shit. You know, the shit that like dominatrixes. Well, would even say. that's like a performative, but just I know. pure honesty. There's something really vulnerable and just being yes. perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, not extremely mean, not extremely nice. So honest that it's like, <laughs> now you see me because you see how I feel. Yes. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. And so I was nervous about it, but then it just, it was very fortunate that I am actually <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, you're hot. <laughs> like, uh-huh. This is a good picture. And if we were like, if the, I don't say this part, but I'm just like, if we, if you weren't paying me for this, I would just be like enjoying sexting this uh-huh. person right now. Like, um, and I do think, but I mean, obviously everybody has their different kinks, but I, I think that's a misconception that like you wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's no. okay. Like almost part of it, like this person might be paying you cause they want, they're getting something out of it, but they also like might want you to enjoy yes. it. That might be part of it. Yeah. And we, and I think that's the thing I, there's definitely people who like, Cause I've like tweeted about mm-hmm. that. I do this, um, both to like let people know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then also just because I'm trying to like destigmatize, um, just like all the different iterations of like kink and sex. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that the exchange of money, um, in sex, people get really nervous about for plenty of, um, both reasonable and unreasonable reasons. Um, but, a lot of people, including myself, I've learned through this, mm-hmm. just find it hot to yeah. like exchange money. Sure. For like, there, there's something about it that's like, it just kind of, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I can't Cardi B has it. that uh, line, like, if he, like, I don't remember, he can make you rich and he can make you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, girl, I'll see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's, I think Doja Cat also has a really, she's got a whole song about it where she's like, if you pay me, <laughs> like, let's do it. You know, like. Yeah. Well, the thing about the enjoyment too, like, I kind of, like, if you map it to comedy, like, when you go watch a comedian, like, you should pay to go see it. But yeah, of course, we'll also do free shows. Yeah. But like, it would be weird to be like, I'll only go pay money to go see it. A comedian who hates performing comedy perform yeah like, like, it yeah, like have I'm, to, I'm holding them hostage like yeah i don't think anybody wants to go watch i mean well unless that's your thing but in general that's not the expectation it's yeah. not that you go watch you don't pay to go see a broadway show knowing that like these dancers fucking hate dancing <laughs> but they're only doing it because i'm paying them like yeah no, i don't know why that guy got southern but <laughs> but like yeah you can pay for sexual things without like also be okay knowing like and also maybe even enjoy it more knowing yeah. that they also enjoy doing it yeah. and taking your money and that's yeah. okay like yeah i mean it's it's interesting because like the the money is what made it possible in the first place for some mm. of these people yeah. like i wouldn't be sending these people nudes if they weren't paying me but that doesn't mean i'm not also equally enjoying our yeah. interaction and our experience once it's happening sure and i'm not like ugh, like i'm not like clocking in and clocking out like i'm enjoying yeah. our conversations and all of these people everybody that I've done this with, I have a fully separate friendship with too, where mm-hmm. they like reply to my stories with just like their opinion on what's going on with Bernie right now. And we just like talk <laughs> about that. And it's like, they're like my friend, like, you know, they're like yes, regular yeah. customers at like your yeah, job where nice. you're like, I have this whole friendship with them outside of what they pay me for. Um, and so I, I'm not like, it's not like anybody could slide into my DMS and be like, send me nudes for this much money and I would do it. Like it's, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've curated my clients. Yeah. Um, but there, it is like, they are all exclusively people that I know through them being my reply guys. That's so <laughs> at funny. Some point. I love um, that. Um, yeah, I feel like, 
it's so funny i love sending nudes and i will joke that like because i i mostly only do it with people i'm in a relationship with yeah and i was in a long distance snapchat relationship for a bit so uh, <laughs> very fun but um i when i'm single i do like miss sending them that's and that's been huge for me yeah. honestly because like i don't i mean right now i have somebody i could send nudes to um and but it's also a risk because sometimes i'm like if I meet someone, even if like we're dating, like I'm like, I don't know if you like this. And if I, obviously I know, they're not going to say yeah. no. Usually when I say like, do you like getting news? People be like, sure. But it's like, but, but do you, but because do you like actually? what I'm going to be doing is like, <laughs> I'm going to try to look hot. And then I like need you to tell me I'm hot. Exactly. Like I can't send this to you and have a nice bro. Like I can't, yeah. that you can't respond like cool. Like, right. Exactly. Like, if you don't want this, I won't send it. Like but, there like, are yeah. plenty of people that I've been in relationships with that I've had much, much less fulfilling, um, like sexting interactions with uh-huh. than with the people who I don't know and pay me to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean that I don't still love sending nudes to the people that I'm like romantically involved with. Like I absolutely, I love doing it regardless. It's fun, but there is something about it where like, this is something that we both are doing. Like they are paying me right now to do this. And so like, I'm getting money. They're giving money. Like this is the activity right now. Yeah. It's not like, Ooh, going to send you a nude and like, hope you go like, Oh my God, babe, you're so (laughs) hot. Like this person is like, Hey, are you online right now? And then they like Venmo me. And I'm like, You know, like it's, it's, there's something very fulfilling about it. If you do enjoy sending nudes, because it's like, you are getting exactly the reaction that, um, you're like hoping for when you send nudes to somebody that is like, yeah, I've, I've only had a great experience with it. And then, yeah, my risk assessment now that I'm sending photos that aren't just photos that I post to Instagram that are edited, Mm -hmm. um, is yeah, possibly these will get leaked. So I, if it's something that's like pretty, sexual Mm. um like full pussy or something Mm -hmm. my face isn't in it and no Mm. identifying tattoos are in it usually Mm -hmm. um and then uh anything with just like my boobs or my butt I'm like it would ever and honestly this is this is true about any of it if you leaked this we are now in a time where everyone would take my side and be like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then a few people would probably shame me for it but they're the same people that I don't care what they think anyway um and then I'm not in a I'm not in a career where it's gonna like fuck up my career yeah you know? it would probably help no I mean, yeah like, like honestly <laughs> with publicity wise it might if it became a whole thing not that i am hoping for that at all i'm not but but also like these are people who are paying for it and have a relationship it'd be hard i mean doesn't mean it's not going to happen but it it'd be hard to believe that they'd pay for it and then be like here everyone take this thing i yeah curated and built a relationship like yeah it's like why why would you wait in line to buy sneakers and then give it away you know yeah what I mean? totally like, that's, but a bad then, that's also <laughs> why i like i'm only doing it with people that i'd feel are just like genuinely just like sweet people who mm-hmm. like wouldn't do that um you know i'm i'm a pretty good judge of character but then also there's just an element to it where like these are people some of them are like like that they're one of them's like a dad. He doesn't mm-hmm. want his kids to know that he True, like yeah. <laughs> did this to somebody. Um, yeah, there's just a there's a I'm pretty good at kind of sensing if this is yeah it's if they're capable of it even you're intuitive well speaking of judging have you gotten any um since you because you talk about it online i don't know if you're in your comedy but have you gotten like negative responses or people like shaming or judging not really i have a joke about it in my comedy i have a joke about the being paid for sex in my comedy um and the 
mo- like it does really well. Like mm-hmm. audiences seem to be pretty understanding about it. It's like so much in our zeitgeist right now. Yeah. The idea of sugar babying and like um, sex work is real work. And, you know, yeah. people in general seem to be pretty like supportive. Um, and I think we take the performer's cue. Like you're speaking about it very eloquently and respectfully yeah. and like, knowledgeable. Like you're not doing it to shock or to like. No. Take yeah. A hot, like and my whole joke take, is. Yeah. My whole joke about it is very like. um it's informed. It's yes, not, yeah. yeah, and it's funny. And you're yeah. very funny. I've you know I've seen you. So like I, I imagine it's just like it's a delight to watch a funny comedian <laughs> who knows what they're talking about. So. And especially about something that people are so curious about anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything, I think people are just like excited to be like, oh yeah, what is the deal with sugar babying? You know. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, once again, I don't really know the deal. Like I'm, <laughs> but but I got a deal for you. Here's my promo code. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but DM my DMs are open, uh-huh. folks. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I think so just from response, like while I'm on stage and there in the mm. audience, it's been very positive. And then off stage, I just have a lot of women just telling me about their experiences with the same thing. Like that's oh, cool. kind of like uh, my, my experience with any of these like kind of tougher subjects like abortion mm. or whatever, like all the things that you think you might get some like really negative reactions to um, in general, it just brings the people who also have that experience out from the woodwork and yeah. like they just want to be like hey I really appreciated you talking about it the way you did like have a great night you know like it's just the people who judge you for it are quieter in general mm, cool or they're so loud that they're the asshole you know yeah. like online more often than in real life but like when somebody's just being like uh judgmental to a point where they're like making it known yeah usually like i'm like okay i don't fucking care like <laughs> you're, that like, you're working something out yeah, own, so. yeah like i'm just gonna block you or have my fault fo- like so many of my followers and my like fellow comedians fight a lot of my battles for me without me asking like you know like they'll just really step in and be like yeah this is why you're wrong and you're a piece of shit. And I don't even really have to say anything mm-hmm. usually um if if anybody is rude about something like that um but in general just like people think it's funny and like yeah. a lot more people are doing this than people realize. And I just happen to be talking about it. But yeah. like, I now know it's one of those things where as soon as you come forward about something, you find out all about all the people who aren't coming forward about it. Cause they're like, Hey, me too. You know, <laughs> like I'm also doing that. Um, but they just don't want people to know about it. But like, I'll be the first to tell you that selling yeah. nudes to your reply guys is something that a lot of comedians are doing. Oh, and, oh comedians even. Well, a lot of I those say, are people I, I like, know. I but. feel like a, I was. I feel like a lot of the younger generation, I would assume, is more open to stuff like this because they came up in like Instagram and Cash App and all this yeah. these resources and have less shame about sex. Yeah, I think my age and above tend to have like a lot more hangups about yeah. it. Yeah, like I'm on the cusp where I'm very open to it, but I need to be like. I need to like have a long conversation to understand it before yeah. I, I like jump into something like that. Yeah. But I felt that way about the Snapchat relationship. I felt like it was very radical that it was happening. And I was like, how is this a thing? But then uh, once I talked about it, more people were like, oh yeah, I had something like that. Or And, yeah. and there's someone I knew, but then there were, uh, and we did end up dating, but there were people who just met people online and then would just have just purely digital. Yeah. Well, you know what's so interesting is that I've had, plenty of like long distance situations with people um, where we primarily our sexual interactions are Mm -hmm. over the phone or online or something just because of distance where I have not um, engaged in like as revealing like Mm -hmm. photos or videos as I have been for the people who are paying for it because I used to be like 
very much like, oh, I know you want to see my vagina, but you don't <laughs> actually want to like, I, like a video of it. We would both be grossed out by like there's like this residual shame about, uh-huh. you know, my pussy not being a porn pussy and like feeling uh, like it was ugly and stuff. And then also just like putting yourself in compromising positions that are like, mm-hmm. technically it would be hot, but there's also something embarrassing about this. Sure, and, yeah. and when people were paying for it, there was something where it's like, well, they are paying for it. So they yeah. definitely want it. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to like send it to them. And if they don't like it, it's not going to hurt my feelings the way somebody that like I'm really into not being into it would yeah. hurt my feelings. It's like, imagine if Playboy was free. Yeah. Do you think people would still like it? People would be like, oh, that free magazine with the boobs? No. <laughs> well, I don't want not, it. Like people even, passing out. Yeah, stuff. I mean that. But then also <laughs> for me, it's just like it just took completely any self-consciousness out mm. of it because I'm like, I don't care if this person ends up being like, oh, actually your vagina is not for me or whatever because uh-huh. I don't care yeah. about this Sorry, person. Sorry, you asked for it. So. Yeah, you <laughs> asked for it. I got the paycheck anyway yeah. and then like, let's move on. It's not somebody who I'm like, oh, but I was in love with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. This, like, True. So now I actually have this really, it was a very, there's been a shift in like how I see myself and my own sexuality um, where I'm like, oh, I'm like really hot and like, and I felt that way a little bit before, but now I feel it on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like changed. It's changed me. I'll be honest. Like having these like ongoing, like for lack of a better word, like sexting relationships with these like paying customers uh-huh. um, has made me like be way more into me because I've like been taking these like sexy videos and Mm -hmm. sexy photos for people and being like oh yeah this is actually like I'll be like oh he's gonna fucking love this and like (laughs) and I'm like excited about it in a way that has made me uh, with sex in real life like way more into myself and way more confident and like you know it's a cliche that women are like embarrassed by their own like pleasure and embarrassed Mm -hmm. to like ask for what they want and I didn't even think that was true about me until I like broke down whatever barrier has been broken down by this That's reply awesome. guy relationship I've developed. Um, well, I think that um, I feel like that's such a like positive note to end on. I yeah. Mean, I, really, <laughs> um, I thought that was a great conversation conversation and I'm uh, thankful for you for sharing. And actually the game I have is, I didn't actually know you were going to confess this, but I did look at your Twitter and it's about <laughs> reply guys. Yes. So, okay. We're going to play a game. It's called Reply Guy or Yogurt Ad. And I'm um, just going to read a comment. It's not always a comment. I'm going to read a statement. And it's either a comment from a reply guy on an uh, Instagram. And these are like taken from like sort of like influencer model, okay. model Instagrams, you know, the types. Uh-huh. Uh, or it's like a yogurt ad, something said in a yogurt. Okay. Ad. So, pretty straightforward. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start with the first one. This first one is, want to grab breakfast in a few? <laughs> is this from a reply guy or a yogurt ad? Um, a reply guy. You're correct. This is a reply guy. I'm not going to read the names just in case, but um, <laughs> but these this is a real comment, and it's commented on Emrata. So that's, that's so funny. Emily Radajewski. She has a lot of reply This guys. person just really thinks she'd be like, yeah, where do you want to get breakfast? Yeah, I feel like it's a way of being like, this is what I mean. Like, there's a difference between being like beautiful and a reply guy. This is like a way to be like, it's sort of sexual. Like, we just woke up together. Like, I, like it's almost like getting yeah. her to think that they're like in bed together. You're going to go grab breakfast. Weird. It was a revealing photo, but that's not uh, consent. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because there's a difference. And I think we as women on the internet know the difference. And some men think they're getting away with just being like, nice freckle. But like there's a way you say it where you're like, you're trying to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no, no, I'm no. I understand sense. what you're saying. There's okay. like an, an unearned intimacy Yeah, that sometimes. one felt like one for sure. Okay, yeah. here is another one. This is, I think I found the perfect snack. <laughs> Reply guy. This is actually a Dan and Oiko commercial, <laughs> but it would be a good reply guy comment. Um, I want somebody to reply back to <laughs> my photos. Um, okay, this one's all good, no bad. Reply guy or your godad? I mean, I'm just going to stick to reply guy. <laughs> I'm just going to keep guessing <laughs> reply guy. It could all be reply guys, but this is a Chobani ad. That's so uh, funny. Chobani ad, all good, no bad. All good, you know, no bad. Oh, wait, eating is, it, is bad. Isn't that um, their slogan, actually? Maybe. I, I don't know. But what, For some the, reason, their like, font is coming to mind. Oh, and yeah. I'm, like, seeing it so on. So it's working. Yeah. Yeah, real good ads. Watching these really took my soul because I'm like, <laughs> why do you guys make eating seem like such a bad thing? <laughs> it's okay to eat. They're like, <laughs> finally, something that isn't going to make all your friends hate you for doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> finally, your family finally, won't abandon you yeah. if you eat this. <laughs> you get them to love you again. Okay. This next one. You're really going to let her go out like this? Ugh. Is this a reply guy or from a yogurt ad? You're really going to let her go out like this? That's gross either way. <laughs> <laughs> um reply guy correct this is a reply guy um and it was on josie kenseko who i think is beautiful but she's dating logan paul girl Ugh. get away from him okay Ugh. um so i guess all his uh all his reply guys are now her reply guys that's what happens yeah when you date into an influencer family you gotta be careful which influencer <laughs> you date i've been saying this from the beginning you gotta choose the right influencer <sighs> Okay, this next one is um, you have to eat. <laughs> um, a, a yogurt ad. This is a reply guy on uh, Elsa Hosk's Instagram. She, it, like, if you guys like their straps, she loves to post them. And she knows she's hot. And she's a Victoria's Secret model. And she loves to like uh, post, uh, post photos where she's very empowered. And he, she's like, here, I'm feeling good. So she's a great follow. But someone just said you have to eat. Because she's skinny? I think so. Yeah. But also like trying to get her attention, I think. Yeah. Okay. Final one. Taste the power. <laughs> uh, yogurt ad. Correct. Yay. Okay. That was too easy. That was a yogurt ad. Um, you did great. So you oh win the gosh. game. Thank you so the much. The prizes you can tell the listeners where to find you. Oh my God. <laughs> I love the idea if I didn't win, you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm, I'm deleting the episode. <laughs> Everything is not worth it. You just wasted an hour of your life. Um, you can find me at Anya Volts, A-N-Y-A-V-O-L-Z on everything. Um, Twitter and Instagram slide into my DMs. If you, if you seem trustworthy, maybe we can, <laughs> maybe we can send nudes to each other. Um, but you'll pay me for, for both by the way. Um, <laughs> and anyavolts.com for my projects and tour dates and, you know, just fun little, yeah. fun little fun facts about me <laughs> articles I've written, you know, nice. all the goods. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go follow her. Go watch her comedy. Follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>